following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Hi, and you're finding us right here, Adventures from the Shed, online. We are on your favorite podcast app. Check us out for audio versions of things you want to hear. Um, also, YouTube, Facebook, you'll find us in those places and all of the socials. We are getting back to our podcast, getting a uh, gang together to play some role-playing games, Dungeons & Dragons stuff. We'll talk about that a little more in a moment. But for now, we're going to go around the table and say hi, and we'll start with that guy right there. Hello. I'm Zeb. There How's it go. going? <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> I guess that brings it up to me with no segue. I'm Eli. <laughs> it's a pleasure to, to be here again. I think, um, I think Zeb was asking you, how's it going? Oh, were, were you asking me specifically? I am looking at you, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let me tell you that up next is this guy. Speaking of this guy, his name is Randy, and that would be moi. And, uh, yeah, so I'm full of bliss. And what rhymes with bliss? Hey, this is Chris. Thanks for the segue, Rando. Kind of bummed I can't see the flashing alarm clock, though. This angle is no good for me. I'm sorry. I'm out. Awesome. <laughs> Hi, guys. Where's it at? Oh, yeah. That's not flashing. Hey, this is that's not real, it. Randy. Did somebody said it. That's not the real Randy. <laughs> Someone said that they forgot. Somebody it. actually set my clock. That wasn't me. I didn't do that. That's crazy. He's in the neighbor's yeah, house again. The, the hamsters from your neighbor's house. <laughs> All right, folks, we're getting back to Adventures from the Shed. Adventures from the Shed started back in 2014 with the Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition starter set, The Lost Minds of Fandelver. And as we're taking Adventures from the Shed back up here, um, we are going to be doing the more recent, um, the, uh, when you guys help me, Dragons of Icepire Peak. That is the Dungeons and Dragons starter adventure that is in the Essentials Kit. And that's what we're going to be playing using Roll20 as a technology for our virtual tabletop. But we are here in what is typically in the RPG world referred to as a session zero. Kind of we're just getting together, talking about the game, um, what we are thinking of playing, what we are going to play making sure everyone's on the same page as far as what kind of adventure we're expecting to have, uh, any rules of the table, um, things uh, like home rules, anything like that that we would want to throw in there. That's the kind of stuff typically in RPGs where you will talk about it in um, tabletop RPGs. We would talk about it in a very early session. That'd be what we're doing now. All that said, I want to kick it over to, let's say, Chris. Chris, you've done you've done this kind of thing with the players before, right? You're a DM a lot of times. Yeah, but man, I was I was trying to like fill out some more stuff on my character. I was like, ah, oh, I hope he doesn't pick me first, because like, I went last in the intro. That's exactly it. Uh, you got burned but, on um, that one. So here, that, let, let's actually use that as a segue into talking about. All right, so we're trying to do some character stuff to get ready, and you want to do that before you actually start rolling the dice for the adventure, right? So yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so I don't have much about my character except, you know, obviously I have the name. I have a class. So I have a, I have a cleric, a hill dwarf cleric named Grimdahl Mortheran. Um, I kind of want him to be uh, 
like very positive. Like I kind of want him to have that. Like I don't know if you guys know Jocko, who Jocko Willink is. Have heard his, might have seen his name or on Joe Rogan or something. He's an ex Navy SEAL guy that does like. Oh, say no more. He's, he's got the extreme ownership, right? I want to have him be like, even if it's a bad situation, he's like, good. What else can we do? You know, he doesn't care. He just negativity just fr- brushes off him. So I kind of want to be that guy. And then he's he's almost. Even though he's a cleric, I want him to have like this treasure hunting attitude of he wants to find all these trinkets and relics and statues, especially if it has to deal with, uh, which I haven't picked yet, his faith. But anything, he'll take anything if it's like, oh, hey, that's from some evil god. But it's not an evil item. It's just like, a, you know, a statue. But I like, I want to, he wants to collect that. So I kind of want to have that treasure hunting attitude, even though he's just like nice cleric that wants to help everybody out. Cool. And that is... Um... I, I was just going to say, do you know what kind of dwarf? Because that's something that comes up in D&D, although I realize as I'm saying it, it isn't really part of the uh, starter set. I don't think you get to pick like a uh, hill dwarf or stone. Oh, yeah. Dwarf. I mean, well, I, mean I picked it. Ones. I picked hill dwarf. Oh, there, yeah. there is a choice. Okay. Yeah. I did have hill dwarf. So, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, and is there anything about that from the character's perspective that plays into it? Uh, I'm trying to think there's racial features he, i mean obviously he's got the dark vision he has uh dwarven resilience so he's resistance against poison uh he has dwarven combat training so battle axe hand axe light hammer that kind of thing tool proficiency with smithing tools stone cunning and a dwarven toughness so he's got a little bit of, i guess the standard dwarf stuff really you know yeah at least to my, which, my yeah and, and to that point the standard stuff and you know i keep mentioning the starter set that you get with the starter set you get uh very um narrow set of things to choose from because they want to make it as simple as possible to let right. people get into the game but that also means for folks that have played for a while you may have a particular um, subset of a certain race in a certain area that you wouldn't even find in the uh, starter set so definitely uh very cool that we get we have somewhat of a limit but we're all starting fresh and something that we haven't played before either so it's it's one of those it's kind of wide open as far as knowing where the adventure is going but at least we're starting with a limited character so that we don't uh, get lost twice at once speaking of lost how are you today randy i'm doing all right how are you doing today joe um (laughs) by the way where am i where are you So the character that I'm choosing to play is actually uh, probably my second D&D character I've ever made. Um, but uh, just, of course, going to start back at level zero with everybody else. Uh, Dirk Locksworth. He is uh, a dwarven fighter, also a hill dwarf as well. Uh, he is uh, just a, a go-getter, adventure-seeking. He doesn't care. He, he just wants gold in his pocket and a brew in his hand. And uh he just uh, looking for adventure, as I said before, uh, back in the days when with the other version of him, he uh, saw an assassin like jump on someone's back and kill them. So he thought, oh, I, I can do that. So he climbed up on the stairs and jumped on them, failed, <laughs> still crushed them to death. Uh, but uh, so it's going to be a lot of uh, nonsense of him trying to figure out if he can do other people's forms of combat as well as his own. But uh, pretty much uh, the same old stuff. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't know where all that other information comes from because I haven't used a character sheet in like a year. Um, but, so what uh, do you picture as a visual then? Uh, <laughs> any particular flair with an outfit or just, uh, you know, plain old uh, black leather rogue outfit? I got him with uh, Mason's tools, Smith's tools. Uh, I know I got him using a sword, typical fashion, but uh, it's pretty much his go-to. Just going to go and beat stuff. No real 
super personality I can reveal at this time. It'll probably come as we go. Um, I cannot reveal or cannot think of yet. Cannot think of yet. Okay. <laughs> I feel like there was more pages than just the first page. So it sounds I'm, way more impressive to say I cannot reveal yeah, it yet. I cannot reveal it at this time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, he perks in animal handling. So uh, that's okay. pretty good. Uh, intimidation, perception. So that's where I put all my positives. Oh, and survival. So the goal is to tame animals, apparently, and survive while doing so. Speaking of survival, I'll put the newbie on the spot. Hey, Zeb. Hello, how's it going? <laughs> Again. How does your character look? Well, uh, I went full on starter kit and chose a human <laughs> because nice. it is my first time playing D and D. And uh, you have a little bit of experience with being a human. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. Oh, yeah, thank you. Welcome. But uh yeah, I went with a uh with a human ranger. Uh he his entire personality is focused on his own self-preservation. Nice. Uh, he uh, he comes from a place where all the elderly folk in town have come down with uh, what they called old timers disease, and his entire his entire uh, uh, purpose in life is to prevent his own death. Nice. Yeah. So, so he don't, doesn't want to get old. No, he does not. He does not want to get old. He doesn't want to be like those old timers. The old timers disease. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I see Ranger. Yeah, I chose I chose Ranger. So he's yeah. he's more of a uh, uh, you know an outdoorsman. He's with proficiencies in uh, survival, perception, insight. I uh, I he he you know it's uh, it comes from I uh, uh, he's a natural explorer uh, with <laughs> mountains as his uh, as his sort of uh, proficient area there, and uh, yeah he. Uh, he just he's been an axe man his whole life you know cutting down logs uh hunting and just trying not to die (laughs) hunting and slaughtering the hell out of those trees uh they didn't stand a chance (laughs) ah i get it stan um now uh aside from an axe uh is does this ranger use like uh bow and arrow or he uses bow and arrow yes i longbow Cool. Yep. I I just talked myself out of a segue. Eli, you go now. Something inside made my own stupid comment. <laughs> so uh, I am playing Jerem Free Bell. Uh, he is a Bell. Yes, Bell Free Bell. I didn't know we he locked is... Bell up. Tell Jason. <laughs> Free my Bell. Hey, He's a human as well. So we have uh, two dwarves, two humans. Two humans. Uh, we should consider calling our party three men. <laughs> is that a short joke? Yes, that is. <laughs> Technically, it's two short jokes. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, Dude, we could get away with it, too. It's, we're called the three men. They're like, we got three of them. So there's no more. And then, surprise, mother. <laughs> that uh, was a fourth one. That was a surprise. I'm a human druid uh, <gasps> working towards uh, Circle of the Land Mountains. Uh, the idea for this character was that at a young age he got lost in the woods and through his own wits, 
through the generosity of a kind family of rabbits and nature's blessing itself, he managed to survive long enough to end up somewhere not home. <laughs> he would like to return home, but he doesn't know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, buddy. We'll find it. We'll take the rabbits with us. <laughs> he He's a... He has the Outlander background, which gives him the Wanderer feature, which means I have an excellent memory for maps and geography and always recall the general layout of terrain, settlements, etc. Cool. I'm pretty sure that'll be helpful because um, in the virtual tabletop, there are plenty of maps and things where you could probably be able to ask questions that you could get some good insight um, into because of the character trait. I believe it. I, I wanted the background for the feature because I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> My character got lost and now Good that he's a grown up, now that he's a grown up, he can't get lost. He just doesn't know how to get back home. <laughs> uh, the the idea mechanically for this druid is that he is less uh, aggressive, less combat focused and more in support and utility. So Okay. Good luck. Have fun. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, I'll be here in the back. Is there in um, in the choices for the starter? Is there the option for different? Um, I'm going to say the wrong word. Um, paths uh, like the path where you can turn um, into a bear or a wolf or whatever. Mm, okay. I'm trying to remember that there's schools or something for clerics, whereas. Uh, it yeah, so the cleric has domains in, in yeah, the, the the different subclasses. Yeah, um, I'm not sure the like different things like moon and yeah. So you have that's uh, what I'm losing. I feel like such an idiot. Like yeah, circle of the moon, <laughs> which focuses around the circle. wild shape aspects, and then there's circle of the lands, which yep. gives you a variety of spells in addition to your normal spell casting uh, that reflects the land that you come from as well as different benefits from being in that specific terrain and when do you make that choice in the druid's progression i believe for the druid it comes around third level okay so it should happen during this adventure i think <clears throat> this adventure goes yeah. to fourth level so that's cool do you know which um circle you're looking for uh circle of the land oh. mountains because I, I I like I like the mountains. They're cool. The rocks. Cool. I like rocks. Me too. Rock. Love them. <laughs> <Yeah>. Favorite things. <laughs> so now that you guys have heard a little bit about the other characters, one of the things we'd like to maybe establish is some reason for the characters to know each other, you know, at least a, a couple of them, you're all going to be in the same place at the same time as the adventure starts. And there's a presumption um, or it's taken as a uh, fact that the characters own probably all know one another just to make it easy on the adventure starting Randy. Can I pop one thing in hero fest? Oh, I figured out how to actually work D and D beyond again. It's, it's a while. <laughs> so uh, real fast. Uh, he has chainmail, great sword, two hand axes on his side, and uh, let's see. For some reason, I chose a whip as well as uh, Smith's tools is what it was. Uh, a shovel, just to go to quickly go through this real fast. Uh, then I have uh, a fighting style, which is great weapon fighting, which thus the 
great sword. Uh, Dark Vision, Dwarven Resilience, Dwarven Combat Training, Tool uh, tool Proficiency, Stone Cunning, and Dwarven Toughness. Just to finish up the character's details. Sorry about that. No problem. I wish I had thought of um, asking you uh, what he might carry when I was asking about what he what he might be wearing because the way you just described that it's not like he's carrying you know like a, a snap-on toolbox or something pretty much yeah yeah imagine yeah. just uh straight up a toolbox like a big red standard toolbox <laughs> he's tim the dirt man taylor oh, yeah. there it is. Yeah. <laughs> he hits a button it just this thing pops out he grabs his whip <laughs> what's what's your class again randy fighter okay and that's one thing what I want to do is shift a little bit and talk uh, a little bit about the technology. And I think about it as Randy's talking and mentioning the D&D Beyond, because one of the things we're using is a D&D Beyond integration with Roll20. It's a, um, a web extension that somebody wrote. You can look up um, Beyond20. That's the name of the extension. You can find that. It's actually pretty cool. But in doing so, one of the things I was asking is if everybody could get their character added to what's called a campaign in D&D Beyond. So I created a campaign and asked the folks to put their characters in. And if you hadn't guessed by now, it's Randy that didn't do that yet. I thought I did that already. <laughs> so oh, I'm sorry. on Randy. In here, I have Grimdahl, Jerem, and Sherman, or Doc. Hmm. And since you were the one that was there are three and you're the one whose name i did not see yeah it's uh i'm doing that okay so i see my character that i created on the characters screen but i was never able to get it to connect my click on uh, that link that i put in the messenger thing i was just gonna say i'll I'll put the the link there but chris got it (laughs) when you pop that open that it should join there we go all right, and then I'm just going to refresh my screen. Um, and there's Dirk. Ooh, Dirk and Grimdahl are twins. You guys took the same avatar picture. I'll have oh to change God, that. that's hilarious. <laughs> Long are, brothers. Are you guys brothers? No. Brother! Yes. Brothers. Uh, so part of that that I was talking about with the, the um, uh, D&D Beyond, it's one of the things that I think uh, and I want you other three previously played dudes to um to help me out with it but it's been i think it's been very useful dnd beyond when we've played any dungeons and dragons games like i like the character sheet i kind of like the way it's laid out and the editor and stuff what do you guys what are you guys' opinions on it it's a it's a very useful piece of tech it's yeah they (laughs) they're trying to deliver one specific service and they're doing it well well, I'd say adequately, but I have my own hangups. <laughs> you know, I, I agree with that with the different programs we've used. It's for me at least not the best, but for what it is, I think it does a really good job, like I was saying. Chris. Yeah, we're talking about D D Beyond, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the one think, from Wizards of the Coast has broken. Yeah, I think it works. I think the character stuff's great. Um it makes things a lot easier for people. You don't have to think, you don't have to add things up, right? It's very streamlined. Yeah. Um, you don't have to search through a pile of books to figure out what the hell's going on with your character when you level up. It's like here's your choices, buddy. So I think it's pretty nice. But I like looking through the books. I mean, oh yeah, don't be wrong. That's I'd like that doing that too. But if like if you're playing for people, especially people like hey. I don't really know what I'm doing. I think it's great, you know. Very much so. And I got just as a, a little reference here, 
um, I just put on the screen this uh, Jerem Freebell's character sheet here. But go ahead. Somebody was starting to talk, and I interrupted them. Oh, I just saying that I agree. I think it's uh, D&D Beyond's awesome. Uh, once you remember how to use it. <laughs> yeah, and you know that's that's a good point too because although um, it, it is kind of easy to use, they've got an app. You can go through the browser. There's all you have different ways to access it, and they look different and feel different. So if you happen to get used to creating a character on your phone, uh, this screen is going to look quite a bit different because this is from a browser window instead. But that's cool. Um, all right, then. Oh, was that the right button? I'll figure this stuff out sooner or later. There we go. Watch. Hey. We're all learning um, things. So that that brings me to questions around um, you guys and what you may have chosen for your uh, uh, best ability scores. Where'd you put the highest numbers? Uh, for that matter, how do we generate them? Was there an array or did it say to roll it? I honestly can't remember. I just thought we were using the standard array. So that's what I chose. Yeah. Same here. Fantastic. Yep. That, that's it, what I thought, but I couldn't remember the page I shared about creating the character if it said anything special. Well, it's, it's what we always use, so I, that's yeah, yeah. was my gut choice. So the, um, let's go through because I have them in order in in order here. Um, I'll just ask you guys what you picked for your um, the, your high and low stats and why. Uh, so first, it would be Randy Dirk. You're the last one that showed up in here. Oh, geez. Uh, what page should I be looking at? Sorry. Um, it's the main stats, strength, dexterity, wisdom. Yeah. Um, so I put 14 in strength. Uh, wait. So should it be... Uh, like, what's the highest one you put? It should it be uh, 17 to 14s. I get added and subtracted because of my dwarfness. And exactly. Okay, so the highest... I put, like, just tell me where you put the numbers. The, <laughs> the highest, highest I believe, I put it uh, with constitution. Uh, so okay, it's so uh, plus three especially to my as a fighter, you have a decent get... bonus to or better hit dice, I think. Yeah, one, wanted to get that health going, yep. yeah. <laughs> cool, and then uh, I think I put in strength next, and mm -hmm. then I wanted to be kind of wise, even though I'm pr pretty much not. <laughs> so I put in wisdom, uh, then the intelligence. I could, was not concerned about charisma that much, so but uh. That was it's at a 10, uh, so plus zero. I don't know what the modifiers that change it is, so I can't tell exactly what the numbers were. And then lastly, dexterity uh, is an eight, so it's a negative one because I don't really plan on doing too too much craziness with uh, dexterity. I I run up and I hit stuff. So um, kind of the uh, the heat heat sp uh, heat sponge the hit sponge. Heat sponge. Uh, fighter, where you're just gonna plan to get hit more, you get the yes, up there, plan yep. on wearing uh heavy armor and currently chainmail, but he plans to find better if he can. Now, you mentioned I think it was a two handed sword, but no shield, uh, just great sword, and then he has the ability to use his two axes if he needed to. So, okay, cool. tries to keep it fluid so he doesn't have to like put up a big sword and a shield. Plus, it's mm -hmm. uh, with a uh, great weapon fighting, I think it was, it's using. He gets a bonus for using two hands on a single-handed weapon. Oh, uh, trying to see where that's at. Uh, features and traits. No, where did I see that at? Um, Is it fighting Two weapon fighting. Uh, yeah. Actions in combat. Two weapons fighting. It doesn't say any details on here for some reason, but uh, I was supposed to do something. That's where it is. Yeah. Cool. 
Grimdahl. Yeah, I mean, so I, I got a cleric, so I made sure my wisdom was good and uh, constitution. I'm a dwarf, so I got I get plus two racial bonus for my constitution and plus one for the wisdom for a hill dwarf. So kind of ah. even that out. So I got 16, 16 for those two stats. And then that's why I wanted to got to beat a little bit of ass. So strength is 13. So I got a plus one. The decks plus one. Yeah, 12 that there. I didn't go great on the charisma, even though he's a cleric, but I'm like, yeah, I'm not a paladin. So, you know, that's fine. <laughs> So yeah. I'll make sure the wisdom was good. Yeah. And then cool. it's just zero, so nothing crazy there. So he's got the minus for the charisma, but I'm not trying to like when you know hearts and minds kind of just trying to heal people and you know do what I got to do for my you know for my for my god. <laughs> Doesn't matter if they like you as long as they're healthy. Well, that's right. Yeah. Um. It's kind of funny though. I mean, I do have I still have a plus one in persuasion. Even though I get a minus one of my charisma. It's like, hey, why don't you help us out? Yeah, if you feel like it, whatever. You know how to play people, you're just kind of bad at it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Got Jerem raised. Uh Jerem, so my highest stat is surprise, surprise, my wisdom, being a druid. Wisdom. Um I got pretty even across the board honestly but i am playing a human this is standard human not variant human so that's plus one to everything yeah. in my stats uh but my low stats are actually my strength because i don't want to be engaging in melee combat anyways and who needs to be strong when you are self-sufficient uh and the other one is charisma, which is actually my lowest at a nine. Hmm. I I was raised by rabbits in the woods. <laughs> like I don't know how people people. Yeah, me? rabbits don't get along well with people in general. It took it took until puberty for me to realize I wasn't a rabbit. <laughs> nice. But, but you don't, the first don't time you even ask how I know how to speak and language. <laughs> I had a weird upbringing, right? <laughs> I do love the idea of the rabbits, though. And and I'm hoping that there is built into the uh, adventure somewhere some form of rabbit. And um, if not, of course, I will have to do that before the end. I like how everybody in the group speaks dwarvish. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I forgot to mention my languages. I can speak the common tongue, uh, dwarvish, gnomish, and of course, druidic, because I'm a druid. Nice. Who's getting cried at? Yeah, right. my my druid sense is telling me that there is a child requesting attention. They're upset that you changed the time on the clock. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and the angle, so we can't see it. Totally. All right. Well, let's hear from Sherman while Randy has stepped away for a minute. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so dexterity was what I went with as my top stat feel like it made sense you know as a guy chopping down wood not you know it's more it's more finesse than it is strength right yeah and it, uh, it, it matters which way the tree's gonna fall exactly 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 uh yeah and uh my my lowest stat is actually uh constitution uh because i'm because i'm feeble and afraid <laughs> And, uh, fear, yes. it's the fear the it. fear of death is coming and like you know it's with it i don't want it to happen but something tells me it will yeah <laughs> i i speaking to i i i also know dwarvish yeah i that was my additional um language but i do also have a favored enemy and that 
presented me with a language as well, which is Elvish. Oh, I thought, I thought you were going to say dwarves. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> we don't have his favorite enemy in the group. Let's see if there are any elves out there in the adventure. I would have to. I would have to guess so. As a starter adventure, it's got to be elves in there somewhere, right? There's about to not be. <laughs> <laughs> there were elves, but uh, he got into town early. Yeah, not if yeah. I have anything to say about it. <laughs> I'm gonna hit that. Um, and I got a question for uh, Eli's character. Actually, yeah. what was the okay. choice to go with the fog cloud as your spell? Like, what was the what was the thought process on that one? I want him to be the land that he occupies. Right. If if yeah. you notice that the other two spells that I took, uh, my cantrips were uh, control flames and shape water. Yep. I want most of his utility spells to be about altering or manipulating the world around him to achieve an end. Okay. <clears throat> it's uh it, cool. Yeah, it sh- should be fun. It'll it'll be a, a different type of caster that I haven't played in ages. Yeah, it should make for some interesting uh, strategy and yeah, <laughs> planning on some of that stuff. Somebody start a fire. What? <laughs> start a fire. Just Why? Because I can't make the fire, but if I have it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, what were you saying, Joe, before uh, I interrupt time? Is he frozen? Or oh, is he just... I think I he think... may be frozen. I, I didn't know if his frozen. audio was bad, too. <laughs> Um, meanwhile, <laughs> yeah. back at still the re- players. Still recording, though. Still <laughs> recording. If, it, if it's still recording, then uh, we can we can keep going, I guess. Oh, I also did find that I don't get my uh, druid circle at third level. I get it at second. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> that's yeah. good for us. Oh, and he's out. Still yeah. recording though, because it's streamyard. Yay! Yep. You gotta you gotta love it. <clears throat> Oh, his internet dropped. Are you freaking serious? Oh, man, yeah, there he is. Oh. That's hilarious. His internet oh. is no longer dropped. It has been picked up. The I think um, something just clicked off and back on because I had no connection um, on my phone and on my computer, and one's wired and one's wireless. So something clicked <laughs> off and came right back. It was almost like a dip in the power, but none of the lights flickered. I could just hear it. How can I cut the power? They're just animals, man. Speaking yeah. of coming right back, Randy's back. Hi. Just rabbits, you mean. Just rabbits. <laughs> just a couple so, of chewing on the power cables. We have this uh, camera in our kitchen so my wife can occasionally see if, like what's going on at home, even when no one's there for some reason. A light comes on around it that's like red, and my son was crying because he got scared because of it. <clears throat> It was the eye of Sauron, and he was worried. <laughs> Pretty much, he has the ring. Color does not approve of her turning on that. Because what what you need to do is what you need to do is install a speaker next to the camera, so that way she can just you know tell the child get out of the kitchen. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, put him back in bed. Hopefully, he'll stay. What a miss. Uh, I. <laughs> Some character stuff. <laughs> yeah, character stuff. Uh, yeah. Joe, I'm not sure if you heard, but uh, I learned that I get my circle of the land for being a druid uh, at second level, not third. Second, cool. Yeah, I did not hear that part. Yeah, I was going to go to 
Um, one of the things I forgot to ask Chris was something that he actually just asked you about, Jerem, with your spells. And I forgot to ask Chris, what'd you do as far as the cleric for like uh, level yeah, one? So, so cantrips, I got light and sacred flame, you know, kind of like some classics. Yeah. And then I, I went with, with some healing stuff for sure. Uh, I, granted, I know he has two slots, but I'm able to learn more spells. So I got bless, cure wounds, guiding bolt, healing word, sanctuary. And shield of faith, even though I can only use you know two of those. Yeah. Per day, yeah. But that's cool. It's a little bit of offensive and definitely some healing stuff, you know, for sure. Yeah. Now I'm curious because I know we've had more than one shtick on where you cast light, right? So, you know, somebody I, I had a character that always cast light on their shield. Um, and you know, some people want to put light on like a rock or something. D does Grimdahl have a, a holy symbol or something they usually uses for I, a I haven't picked one out yet. I have to think of what I want it to be. It's, it'll probably be because uh, he follows Moradin, so it's probably probably be like a, a hammer medallion or something like like a what the heck's that called? Norse mythology. I can't remember what it is. The uh, I can't or, remember the name of it. Thor's yeah. hammer, yeah. Mjolnir. Yeah. yeah, but no. What's the actual pendant? There's another name for the pendant that kind of mm. looks like that. that I can't remember I wouldn't it be right sure. now. I do I'll not know. It, it definitely it. needs to be looked up now. Yeah, but, uh, yeah it's, I can't. I have friends that have them, and I can't remember the name of it. No, that's cool. Same. What I mean is, if you weren't looking it up, I'm sure Randy was I'll already definitely doing it. it. <laughs> We're there. Furious man. click clacks. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't um, have the mechanical keyboard. <laughs> the uh, the other thing I was going to mention. So we've got with the druid and the cleric, they get spells right away. Um, neither fighter or ranger has any kind of spell at level one. However, there you have some things in your class that are specific to your class. Um, Randy, you mentioned a little bit about the um, the great weapon fighting, but uh, is there anything else as being a fighter right at level one that special? This uh, special to Randy? I see you like shaking his head. I mean, I know technically the answer is pretty much no, but. So it's pretty much you choose a fighting style, and the fighting style I chose, of course, was a great weapon fighting. And if I actually go and click class features, I could have told you that you can reroll ones or twos on damage dice with melee weapons wielding with two hands. And he also has second win, so once per, per uh, short rest, you can use a bonus action to regain 1d10 HP plus one. Um, but there is racial traits as well which we went through dark vision dwarven resilience dwarven combat training yeah. uh tool proficiency stone cutting and dwarven toughness uh and no feats currently at this time and um zeb for the ranger you mentioned favorite enemy i know that's a ranger thing what else is there level one specific to ranger that you know of? It's mostly passive, so like with the whole favorite enemy thing, it's you you get us you get an advantage on survival checks as well as uh, 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 intelligence checks to recall information about them. But uh, the other big thing is the proficiencies within survival, perception, insight, and the natural explorer, <coughs> uh, which gives you a favored terrain type, which was mountains. Uh, cool. Uh, and you get proficiency bonuses are doubled uh, for proficient skills when you make intelligence or wisdom checks related to it. For traveling more than an hour in the terrain, in your chosen terrain, difficult terrain doesn't slow your group's travel. You can't become lost except by magical means. You remain alert to danger. Uh, you move more stealthily. Everything like that. As long as we're in a mountain. So I noticed your character's name is Doc, but I mean, I guess he's still a surgeon since he makes incisions from like 50 feet away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I just like the name Doc. I was like, yeah, it's a good name, you know, right? It's just Doc. Nice. It's got a nice ring to it. He operates on the battlefield. <laughs> yeah, from far away. Yeah, it's one. Of, it's one of those, you know, the ironic nicknames where you call the big guy tiny. He's yeah. called Doc as well. He cuts down trees. Smalls. Yeah, he, he hunts wood. He cuts down trees. His name's Doc. <laughs> Nice. makes sense. So we've heard a little <laughs> more about the characters, and I know I mentioned, uh, or when I asked last time about character associations, I know Chris thought of asking Eli about spells, and then I got an internet problem, and here we are back over again. Uh, yeah. Any ideas yet on how the characters might know each other? Oh, right. That was the <laughs> the first point. I <laughs> <laughs> melted and came back, yeah. Well, I'm not sure about the dwarves, but somebody else who's acquainted with nature. I mean, it seems fairly obvious. Just, hey, what are you doing in my woods? Yeah, I mean, you know, just could have came across each other while I was hanging out in my preferred zone, the mountain. You trying to get home, <laughs> bud? Yeah. It's dangerous right. out here. It's dangerous? Yeah. <laughs> Except for the rabbits. They're, they're friends. Look at yeah. the bones. Look at the bones. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I'm not sure how my character would know the dwarves offhand. If anybody wants to toss out ideas. Yeah, it's easy for the dwarves to know each other than the humans to know each other. Now, maybe it's probably a better chance we would know Doc's character, and then we would have you know, the connection with Jerem on that end. Yeah, as an yeah. acquaintance, but we do all know dwarvish, so there's got to right. be a reason for that, right? May yeah. Maybe we meet up at regularly at the uh, dwarvish rune convention. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's a yeah. language appreciation event. Maybe it, I it would not to help me on an archaeological dig because I was looking for something. Hey, can you move oh. the search for me, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for something like the humans learn dwarf on a dare. <laughs> <laughs> they lost a bet. Rock, paper, yeah. scissors, both lost somehow. I was like, do you think you could toss us? Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. now, I'm, now I'm wondering how I learned Dwarvish, and I think the <laughs> the idea that I like for Jerem in particular is that I learned common from my rabbit family somehow, but they couldn't teach me any other languages. And if I was going to go back to being with people, I needed to know more languages. So they introduced me to a family of moles who taught me Dwarven. <laughs> and, their, and their estranged cousin who taught me Gnomish. <laughs> oh, man. Huh. Like, yeah. <laughs> seems that my character only associates with subterranean creatures. That's where I was thinking about that. And... Um... Little caveman. For, yeah, for being <laughs> druid, not that a druid couldn't be subterranean, but you had nothing that wasn't. It wasn't like a rabbit cave in the backstory, right? It was just <laughs> above ground. It felt like. I mean, it worked out for dwarves and gnomes to be underground, so you know. Right, it's true. Yeah, instead of being into like uh, you know trees and stuff, you're more into like mushrooms and and things rocks. you find underground. Yeah, I'm go I'm going circle of the land mountains. I really <laughs> like rocks and dirt. Me too. That's how we know each other. Rocks and dirt. And one day while we were, you know, finding cool rocks and dirt, we came across a dwarf. Yeah, I mean, it only makes sense. It's only the natural order of things. Dwarves, mountains, you know. Just, just came burrowing up from the ground. He looks at us. Oh, I've dug he's too high. He's the mycotic master. <laughs> Boys. 
think uh, Dirk and Grimdul probably are like that odd couple that have just been friends for a long time. And, oh, yeah, uh, totally. Like, oh, there's totally runes over there. I'm like, oh, no, there's totally runes over there. We're going that way. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm always bringing them on my adventures. Be like, look, we've got to find this relic. I need to find it. need it for my collection. Then you walk 10 feet your direction, and I start walking mine. Then I get bored and head your way. <laughs> so is is, uh, is Doc really going to be long-range only kind of guy? Is that the plan for that dude? Yeah, he's uh, long-range and then uh, just a, a hand axe. Okay. <laughs> it's other, yeah, it's his other thing. Preferably long-range, considering that uh, his constitution is so weak and he's so yeah. afraid of death. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> That'll be interesting. I mean, if if somebody else needs to be up there with Dirk, I mean, I I'm, I can I mean, have pretty... a 15 AC. Like, no, my guy's pretty tough, too. Just, I just can't hit things. Dirk is a collector of scars, so if he needs to be up there by himself, it's 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 fine. <laughs> keep throwing the hit points. Now, Grimgall's pretty tough. He can take it. Is he expecting to be up there in the front? Grimgall? I mean, yeah, that's fine. You know. He's not a. He's not like a magic. You know, he's not a mage, right? He's he's fine at getting yeah. in the fray. Um, that, I guess one of the things I didn't ask about with characters, and this was appropriate here, um, armor. Like, is you typically think dwarf, uh, cleric, chainmail? Is that the yep. case? Oh, totally. Yeah, I got the chainmail rolling. So I'm not still. I'm not sneaking around. I'll yeah. tell you that right now. And I can't remember if you mentioned a shield. Uh, I do have a shield as well. Yep. Okay. Cool. And then. Um, Let's just go to the other dwarf, Dirk. What you you probably said what you had for armor, but uh, I made some comment about rogue black leather, so I'm yeah, trying it, to listen to what you were saying. So uh, go for it. I think it just gave me the option of chainmail to start out with on the okay. uh, character builder, so that's what I currently have. But I'm also open to like get more as soon as possible. I'm trying to see what my image there it is. Yeah, chainmail. Okay. Make sure you uh, actually enable that, Randy, so it actually counts for your AC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's I, a good point, too. I had to go in and do that myself a little bit, uh, a little while ago. Yeah, and if you pick any weapons, I think you have to hit equip for it to show up as an action, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. What does um, uh, Doc wear for armor? Just hide. Hide, rather medium hide. armor. Hide, no hide it's what he wears and what he does. Yep, hides. <laughs> I hate really, it. <laughs> really does not. He's not. He's not super jazzed about all this. Just like on the front and on the back, it's got a sign that says "Do not look." Yeah. <laughs> Do not see. Nothing to see here. Cool. And what does uh, Jerem wear as the druid? Uh, he's wearing leather armor. I like to think that he has his own, you know, homemade clothes, uh, but. On top of that, he's got like a big, chunky leather poncho. Yeah, that's what that's what his, I'm uh, seeing. <laughs> made from his rabbit friends. No, is his totem a rabbit foot? What is it? No, no, that's horrible. No, it's the, made out of the badgers the, from down the street. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the, war, the warring badger clan. <laughs> <laughs> We weren't at war. They were just, you know, jerks. <laughs> Always digging into our tunnels and whatnot. Just badgering people as usual. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> he gets it. Yeah. I know what's up. Oh, yeah, man. Badger poncho is. Oh, that's awesome. Sign me up. Put me down for one of those. <laughs> 
I was going to say that that could be the name of a band too. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. I'm in, I'm in jail. I can <laughs> see that's it. A cool name. You guys occasionally sign up for Mortal Wombat. <laughs> Just a bit outside. <laughs> a swing and a little foul ball. I mean, <laughs> You made cunt. Yeah, you hit it. It just. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Dumb, but funny. <laughs> hey, there were no boos. I'll take it. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. You, you got it. You got it there. Uh, we got plenty of booze. Yeah. yeah. I got plenty of booze and plenty of booze. Nice. We're playing. So the, other, the other thing I wanted to cover. Um, was and I mentioned at the beginning, I won't show too much of it, but the um roll 20 virtual tabletop. Uh, we are using that. One of the biggest reasons I wanted to try it again uh, is because the uh Dungeons and Dragons folks and Roll 20 folks have kind of a partnership where they you can buy the module and uh, play it within Roll 20, and it has all the stuff pre configured things like dynamic lighting and um, all the monsters and everything are already in it, so it's pretty cool. Uh, so when we go to play, that'll be on there. And I guess what I really wanted to ask from you guys, is there anything that you found in uh, Roll20 that you had any questions about before we got started or um, anything that wasn't working right? So I think we covered a lot of it when we talked previously. I mean, I think since we're using D&D Beyond for the rolls, it'll be pretty easy, you know? Should be right. too big of a deal, right? If, if everything's getting pushed through that should be fairly simple yeah yeah I'm, I'm with chris here i haven't seen anything in roll 20 that should be an issue player side it looks like it's just difficult yeah it looks like it's mostly going to be a, a a workload for you joe yeah yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> oh that does remind me though uh from our uh from a, a prior get together where we were just discussing the uh, the roll twenty to make sure everything was working. Yep. yep. Uh, the like bits that you gave to demonstrate what you can do to like yeah. show us information. I'm still seeing uh, actions in combat, other actions. Oh, uh, I actually tables. just shared those yesterday as I was going through. Okay. Because there are things that I think are useful for everyone to be able to see. Um, and in order for everyone to be able to see them, I have to right-click on it. And this is under that the journal section of Roll20. Once we're in there as a DM, if I wanted to share, which I did, um, stuff from the DM screen, like what actions you can take in combat, and um, there are some useful tables and other actions that you can do. Uh, for me, at least, it's good for anybody to be able to look at that. Uh, if we were sitting at a table, the way it would typically go is uh, one or everyone would have their own copy of the player's handbook. And when you have a question, you just hand it to the other person so they can see it, right? Um, but the tricky part in Roll20 is by design, everything is hidden by default. So I have to go in and let, let it tell you or let it express what it wants you to see. Um, Randy to see Zeb, Chris, because I can set them all individually or I can set all players. So I just do it as show to all players. And um, that's something that I'll probably be doing several times throughout because there are player handouts. And um, you it's like if we were sitting at the table physically and maybe there's a note from the mayor and I hand you a piece of paper with handwriting on it. It's that idea in 
uh, in Roll20. So yeah. it has that that feature. And for each thing, I've got to essentially right-click on it and um, show it to the players. The biggest thing, and I'm going to voice a tiny gripe here in case anyone ever hears it out there in Roll20 land, but um, the biggest thing that I don't like is you can't do it from a higher level. You have to do it on an individual item. So I wanted to share everything under the DM screen information category, but I can't. I have to go to each individual thing and share it. Mm. Yeah, so if there's 10 things in there I want to share, I've got to you know click 20 times because it's a right and a left click on each one. And oh, yeah, well, that's first world problems, folks, for sure. Well, you have to consider those role play opportunities in game. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, Everyone hold your breath. (laughs) (laughs) On the note of uh, things not working the way we want them to, Mm -hmm. there's another one in the tab, Running the Adventure, First Session Character Creation. I don't think it's all that relevant anymore, but... It isn't. I I was going to unshare that one. Like, like nothing in there. Okay. I wonder if I can change it. No, the other thing it gives me, whatever. I'll figure that one out eventually. Like I said, I don't think that one's particularly relevant anymore, but it's something that I did notice here. And that was one of the first things that I saw that I'm like, I'm sure that's going to be useful. I'm going to share that. And then I went and looked at it, and it's really more of a primer of somebody who doesn't know anything yet. Like a, a newbie to RPG saying what a dungeon master is, what a player is. I feel like that character creation was like, here's what creating a character is without actually going through it. So I agree with you. It's not useful for actual character creation. It's useful as a summary of what character creation is. All right. I didn't have anything else then. If anybody else has any questions, comments, concerns questions God, the four c's uh, somebody has a concern in the background i hear my son losing his mind again <laughs> roxanne stop by again damn it <laughs> that really clicked yep. the mute button on the kid and it didn't it didn't take <laughs> all right well we'll fix it in post and by, by post I, I mean probably post recording yeah. Oh man. Um, all right. So we're getting ready to, to uh, wrap this one up. When we get back together next week, we're going to actually start the adventure right from the point where I'll say what the module's about and um, read pretty much the opening uh, narrative text for the players. So that's where we're going to get started next week. But for this week, I think we can kind of wrap this one up. And you know what? Because I had the internet problem, I got to get that other thing ready again. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, in the meantime, we can wrap this one up and we can all say uh, bye-bye. The preceding podcast was brought to you by You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Roxanne, you don't have to wear a red dress. Oh. <laughs> Bye.